1: to A Few Things, where we give our greatest discoveries the podcast they deserve. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo.
0: This show is brought to you by Avakine. Find out more and sign up for our newsletter at avakind.com. That's the show. That's it. <laughs> that's I it. I think we did a nice job. Yeah. So I think we can just move on with our day.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, I found out something about you recently. I, I suspected it about you. I thought that it had yeah. been happening I was I wasn't entirely clear on what it was yeah, what was yeah, going on. Yeah, you've been showering at night. It it read it read a bit like an accusation <laughs> when you said
0: it, but I'm not going to take it that way. It I'm going to try not to.
1: It just um,
0: I can't ac- tell me more. Okay, so first of all, I don't do it every night. Okay, um, it's not my I wouldn't say it's my primary showering mm-hmm. um mechanism at this point, but I like. Showering at night and Liz, we were talking about this with Liz yesterday. I like it in the summer when it's hot and you've had like a sticky
1: day outside. But then don't you sweat overnight?
0: Way less than when I'm like get home from work or like get home from yeah. something. and your feet are dirty from wearing sandals and you yeah. just feel kind of disgusting. Yeah, and I don't love getting into a bed. Yeah, like with just like feeling like grunge of the city. No, all no, over no. Me. I get that. Um, yeah. So I do like so that so that there's yeah. like point one. Yeah, two. Because I go to a lot of morning exercise Mm -hmm. classes and I have to shower and like wash my hair every day. I hate showering before the exercise class. That feels stupid. Right. Um, It also means I have to wake up earlier. Mm -hmm. It also means a lot of time my hair is not fully dry by the time I get to class. Or even if it is, it just like holds like um, the rubber band kink more Mm -hmm. if it's Mm just, 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 just washed. Yeah. And so if I don't shower the night before, then I feel like I'm dealing with all of this drama At the end of a yoga class, That's which, understandable. Is, yeah, which is a stress factor. But I only have been showering at night, I basically, if it's like a really gross day and I have a class in the morning.
1: But if, you, if it's a really gross day and you feel really gross and you don't have a class in the morning, would you ever shower at night to get the grime off of you and then shower again in the morning? No. Okay. I, I don't shower
0: more yeah. than once in 24 hours if yeah. I can help it.
1: Sometimes I do.
0: I mean, I guess like sometimes if I... Yeah, because I am on a like mm-hmm. very strict hair washing schedule. Yeah, yeah. Um sometimes I'll have to shower. I like I'll shower in the morning because I'll need to wash my hair and then I'll shower at night after a
1: like workout. Right. Yeah.
0: Um but I'll also wash my hair then. That's the thing you don't have to do.
1: Yeah, I well, I the reverse is true though, because I, so when I was and now as an adult person, I kind of need to shower in the morning. Yeah. And the only reason I don't is if i have a really early flight and I'm just like I couldn't possibly. It's yeah, like four yeah, in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And When I was, I never shower before the airplane. Yeah, just that's the other thing. You're just like, I'm just gonna feel grimy. I'll do it when I get there. Yeah, but the the thing for me when when I was younger, when you you know like they make kids wake up so early for school. It's like you have to be in homeroom by like seven a.m. It's insane. And. So I always wished I could shower at night during that phase of my life, but because I have curly hair and I was just like an air dryer, yeah, I had to do it in the mornings, and that just felt like such torture, yeah. And now that I'm, I am, and now I'm a an exercise, like I'm a cardio morning person, yeah, yeah, morning, and I have to shower after that. So the idea of showering at night is so foreign to me, but I guess you know if if it works for you, maybe try it sometime on the weekend, see how you feel. See, that's on the weekend. I just won't shower. I mean, I'll shower after my workout. And then if, if I take a day off on the weekend, I just fully won't shower, at which point Chris will like notice around like 5 p.m. and he'll be like, so you're just not going to shower today? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, why would I? What did I, I didn't yeah, I get did. dirty. Yeah, and, totally. like, why? And I don't know. I kind of feel like there's probably some like. Probably the people who like the microbiome would be like, yeah, that's good. Don't shower. Oh, for don't sure. You think there's some. Oh my gosh. There? Yeah. Oh, the microbiome yeah.
0: people think we bathe way too much. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah. I feel like that. I'm sort of going to tell them next time. I'm just for tending sure. to my microbiome. Yeah. No, just your skin's you. yeah. got
0: good bacteria on it that are protecting you yeah. from all kinds of things, and you wash it way, way too much.
1: Yeah. I think it's fine.
0: I also think like kids. I don't know how often do kids bathe. Not every day because it's you know it's such a pain giving a kid a bath. <laughs> yeah. So no one wants to do that every day. And they don't have bo. It's like. They smell like kid sweat, though. Yeah, it's
1: kind of gross. You're right. And
0: they, like, spill all their food all over themselves. So it's not that they're not dirty. Yeah. So much as that nobody wants to deal with it.
1: That's true. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I just think how how interesting that you shower at night sometimes. I do remember this one time. This was, like, years ago. When we got invited to something kind of like last minute, and it was after work and we we're like deliberating about whether or not we were going to go. And you were like, and you know what? I haven't showered today. So no. And I was just like, how did you come to work with? And I think it was because you'd showered the night before. Yeah, I think. But probably. I was just like, oh, OK.
0: What, yeah, an excuse you hadn't thought of yet. Like, I'm just adding to your ex- yeah, potential
1: excuses right? if you want to
0: take advantage. Yeah. Um, OK. Related to, to related to showering. Yeah. We <laughs> sell
1: shower caps on the same. We have some new colors. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we do. And Tell I wear that. them almost every time I shower except And I oh, never you know wear what them. Oh, you shower I never do in the morning. Huh? My my hair wash shower. That happens in the afternoons and evenings almost always cuz I do it on a Sunday. So you do shower at all alt times? No, but then I wake up on the Monday morning and I shower again.
0: Oh, good lord. Okay. All
1: right. Um but the shower caps so it's a shower cap. It's is how 3 inches. Wow, you knew exactly how many inches. Yeah. Um, and it's a, just a really, really good shower cap. And if you are someone who uses shower caps, you know, the difference and they come like fabric and chic, yeah. Yeah. And very durable. I travel with mine. I like it that much. Um, and it, yeah, we have it in cute new colors and patterns now. So it's 10% off with the code, a few things. That's glorious. It is. Um,
0: this is an episode. This is the things you can't put in ten things episode. Mm -hmm. Um, which you know what's been a real surprise? Hmm. That these episodes have maybe some of our highest listenership.
1: Yeah, people like when we talk about boring stuff, so (laughs) the shower thing should be a hit. (laughs) (laughs) Um
0: I'm gonna start with something. Yeah. Are you ready? Uh
1: Uh-huh. Oatly. Oatly, yes. Okay. I actually people have a lot of opinions on Oatly. Yeah. So basically,
0: The the first question you might be asking is why I can't put Oatly in 10 things. Maybe you don't care. Maybe you're not asking that at all. (laughs) But if you are, the answer is because I put so many
1: alternative alternative milks in
0: 10 things that I feel like I just can't. I can't put another.
1: Interesting. Um, I didn't realize that was the reason. What did you think it was? I just thought it was because everybody knew about it. But it's well, true I do, that I also do feel like I like yeah d- waited too
0: long. I, yeah. I I really stalled because I felt like I had put too many alternative milks in ten things, well, and now I've missed. And now it's just really peaked.
1: <laughs> and I don't necessarily think that it is true that everybody knows about it. I mean, it did have it. What it, it it truly was the like a viral moment where it was like it was around. It was around. It was around, and then it was like around. Yeah, but. Then Would it was on Mandy Moore and
0: Emily Weiss's Instagram within 24 hours of each other. And I was like, wow, <laughs> OK. So Oatly is something people are
1: talking about on social media. Well, the thing that I that made me be like, oh, everybody knows about it is that I I believe there was a shortage in California. I be- and there a lot was, of people that's were Instagramming how, that's about That's what it. Mandy
0: Moore talked about.
1: Yeah. And Jerry Hirsch did, too. And yet, yeah, like all of the Instagram influencers were complaining about the shortage in California. Oh, my God. Do you think...
0: Not to totally derail this, but to go back to Haagen Dazs vanilla bean for a moment. Oh. Do you think that these shortages are uh, uh, purposeful in order to
1: incite this uh, demand? You know, I will say that if they weren't, then a savvy then they would now. If if there were savvy mar- savvy marketers in this world, because I do think that we have that that. Um, we have brought some some nice attention to HDVB. Yeah. And um, the Jerry Hershes and Mandy Moores of the world have brought some very nice attention to Oatly. Yeah. Um, so and, it's,
0: he, and it's free.
1: All you have to do is not make your product available. Well, yeah. It's free. I mean, it, there, there's a loss involved <laughs> sure. by not selling your product yeah. intentionally. Yeah, but yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's a, a supreme to... model of milk. Yeah. YLK. That's right. Yeah. Supreme. Um, I have an, an Oatly story. I... Chris was going to the grocery store, and I asked him for chocolate milk because I was really having a chocolate milk craving. And courtesy of Jeff Berkovici's book, which we talked about a couple episodes back, turns out chocolate milk is a great recovery um, drink, better than Gatorade. yeah. Well, yeah, very very different than
0: Gatorade, but I think better than, like, a protein shake because yeah. it has the perfect balance of protein and carbs is, like, what?
1: So, basically... Good, good amount of sugar, right amount of sugar. Basically, I was told by an authority that it's a health food, and yeah. so I immediately added it to our grocery yeah, list. Yeah, so you're
0: treating it as such.
1: Yeah, and Chris came back, and, you know, bless him. It was really sweet. He came back with chocolate oatly because he knows that I really like oat milk, and whenever it's on a menu at a coffee shop, I'll be like, oh, I'll have, like, the oat, oat latte or whatever. Yeah. But at that moment, I was like, no, I actually, like, I really wanted the milk. Because, you know, chocolate milk, it's like. It's a different, that's a nostalgic um, experience. But, yeah, and I was like, thanks, I guess. And he was like, I don't know, I'll try it. And he sipped it. And he was like, I was like, what do you think? And he was like, "Um, I wouldn't get it again. And then I'll tell you what, two days later, the entire giant jug of it was gone he loved chocolate oatly it turns out
0: i i really like that yeah. you know why you know i have some i have some thoughts about this mm-hmm. um so i did some research yeah. into oatly um so for okay so first i should back up yeah so the appeal of oat milk mm-hmm. for me is that it has it's very it's creamy yeah it's great it's, it's almost super like creamy. cereal milk yeah and it doesn't have as much It doesn't, like, have as much flavor as As, I feel like
1: almond milk or soy milk has. Well, it doesn't have that, like, artificial sweet that, like, every almond milk has that I hate.
0: I don't think the Califia almond coconut unsweetened one tastes sweetened. I
1: don't like it. Yeah. I'm, like tensing I, I know i, I know like you don't it so like much. it yeah.
0: I, I think it has a, a f- flavor yeah. it mm-hmm. tastes like like nut milk but i think yeah. that oatly kind of just tastes like creaminess it yeah it doesn't taste it does. like anything in it's particular wonderful. so i feel like that's part of why it's taking off the more environmental reason around why it's taking off is that oats use less water and fewer pesticides than and yeah and almond
1: almonds are kind of a disaster apparently growing yeah. oats takes six times less wow. water than almonds which I is believe super
0: so the company that makes this is a 25-year-old sp- Swedish company that mm-hmm. also
1: makes Oatgurt. Um, and all, I'd, I'd eat Oatgurt. It's not available in the U.S. yet. Um, well, speaking, wow, we're really invoking a lot of Instagram influencers, but I'm pretty sure that Laurel Pantin had Oatgurt on her Instagram. Maybe she had it shipped direct. I don't think it was by Oatly. Yeah, no, maybe it wasn't. It was, I think it it was some sort of oat yogurt, though. It was oat? I thought so. I
0: thought it was cashew. <laughs> I've got the brain space that could be saved by not
1: watching this content. You know, this is going to be a great segue into my next my next uh, great, 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 great. great. (laughs) okay. so here's here. But
0: so it's a Swedish company, right? Mm -hmm. But in the U.S., their oat milk is produced by oats from the Western United States and Canada. And it's manufactured in an oat milk uh, factory, in a shared factory in Minas Oat. Uh, that's good I didn't come up with that Claire this article on Sprudge.com which I knew nothing of (laughs) you know Sprudge I think I need to cite the source for such a good pun that decided to spell out oat in the word Minnesota to give the state credit
1: shout out to Sprudge what is Sprudges I wouldn't
0: worry about it I don't think that's any that's not not of your concern tell me what you tell me what you can't put in 10 things
1: um, crossword puzzles um, God, yeah, total. What a transition. <laughs> Here's why it's transition. Because I started Crossword Puzzles as my alt to Instagram uh, slash the news. Because what I, it, it, as you know, I like my default in the morning is just like scrolling through Instagram. It's a problem because it's, it's just so easy and my brain isn't awake enough yet for anything else. So then when I catch myself scrolling through Instagram, that's when I go to the New York Times. And then it's extremely depressing and I want an alt. And then I go to my crossword. So now I like to try, try to just start with a crossword if I can. Yeah, you start two
0: really depressing places or like just yeah, yeah just troubling not, They don't feel like
1: enriching. Like they no, don't, they don't feel like a they're not place doing to start any of the day. things. To,
0: yeah, that yeah, You should be doing to start your day.
1: And crosswords are just a such a nice way to wake up your brain. B like there's no you never really improve in crosswords. It's not like you're like getting better in the way that you are with so many hobbies. And I really like that about it. It just is what it is. I also really like that you can work on the same crossword for a whole week I, or, or longer, depending on how how challenging it is. And I really like how you can be stuck on something And then put it away, and you come back a day later, and the answer is really obvious. Yeah, yeah. Like that is a very satisfying thing for me to just like as a mental exercise to be like. Sometimes you just have to put something away, and when your brain is in a different space, it becomes really like the answer is there, and it feels like this great life metaphor for me. Wow, that that's way more than I thought we were going to get out of this. I, it's nice, right? Like I, I feel like I don't know. There's something. There's something just very um. There's like wholesome and satisfying to me about crossword puzzles that I really enjoy um so i just feel like it's a really good brainless morning activity it requires brain no oh. that's right sorry it requires brain but it doesn't require um there's no like moral judgments no yeah, yeah, it, yeah there's yeah, yeah. no like analyzation there's,
0: there's, yeah it, it's
1: very unlikely to provoke anxiety um yeah like, these
0: are all things we look for
1: yeah um
0: you were saying that you don't get better at it are there i haven't done yeah. i've done very few crossword puzzles in my life or committed much time to this
1: Are there crossword puzzle words like there are Scrabble words? I do think there are. And there are like certain kinds of clues. And I I don't do them from enough Enough different different sources sources to know if it's specific to sources. I suspect that it is. I mean, listen, People Magazine is a really fun time if you want to do their crossword and that one obviously like there's certain people that come up all the yeah. time and and that also takes advantage of your e news instagram mm-hmm. story yeah. watching i feel like and i what my whatever free subscription i had to people magazine ran out so i haven't done that one mm. in a while mm-hmm. um the new york magazine one is also fun but i do the new york times one um just cuz it's a very handy little app i i started paying for it shortly after, i think i've told this story here but it was like a weird mental thing where like shortly after the election and all these things were coming to light about the role that journalism was or was not how playing. we need to pay how we need, we to, need pay to pay for the, for the news, news we want yeah and i was like I'll, I'll, I'll happily start paying for the crossword puzzle as a way to support the news yeah, um totally so i pay for the subscription to it and so that i pretty much rely exclusively on the new york times one my dad is also really into the new york times crossword puzzle it's big a big retirement hobby for him he refuses to let me even like gift him the app. He doesn't want it. He has a New York Times subscription and he prints it out every day from the computer and then <laughs> fills it out that way. Um, so that's something we share. his own. Yeah, that's right.
0: Something that... it. Is another one of my can't, things I can't put in ten things mm-hmm. that I feel like I've also like done a real close reading of my interaction with it. Um, is the being Serena HBO documentary, mm-hmm. um, and the reason that can't be put in ten things is simply because I feel like ten things could just be like straight Serena content for me every week. If this I is let interesting
1: it... uh, insight into um, the, the editorial lot. criteria for ten yeah. things. Yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. Um, so being Serena um, is I. I just feel like more people should have been watching this. I don't
1: know. Well, you, I would be, but after the first episode, you gave it a little bit of a lukewarm review.
0: That's not true. (laughs) You, Wow. (laughs) Okay, here's what here's how I feel. Okay,
1: well, in in the way that, listen, I've watched the Beyonce documentary like maybe three times, but I wouldn't say it's like a good documentary. Well,
0: I wouldn't say this is a good documentary, but you watched the Beyonce one three fucking times. So you couldn't watch this once. (laughs) I'll
1: watch it. Yeah, (laughs) but
0: I I will watch it at some point. You will because you'll run out of things to watch.
1: Yeah, Yeah. but it was more that I didn't feel like I had to like run out and watch it immediately because you were like, it's not like the best thing ever. You, Liz, you can edit that out in case Serena ever listens to this. It's not that, (sighs) I don't think that the
0: documentarians did the best job ever. I think Serena is the best thing ever. 100%. And so we should be grateful for what we're given. Yes. Uh, no argument there. And we should not frown upon that and we should consume it as quickly as we can. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, you were going to host a viewing party. That never... I thought, Well, you like know, the problem is I have yeah. a computer that I watch
0: <laughs> on. And I don't know if you've yeah. ever watched a, a television show on a computer with more than two people. Yeah. But it's not great. Well, it could have been a two-person viewing party. Well, I'm watching it with my. I watched it with my husband Thomas. You think oh, Thomas would want to? So there's no room for me. No. Okay. Uh, fine. Yeah. You think Thomas would want to watch his his favorite athlete too? Um, so this is a five part HBO documentary, mm-hmm. um, and it's part of HBO Sports, which made okay. me really happy because yeah. I can tell you what most of the stuff that was talked about in this documentary has never showed up on HBO Sports yeah. before. Um, so that was great, and it talks. It basically takes you from. The end of her pregnancy, like the very last moments of it right before Mm -hmm. she gives birth up to competing in the French Open Mm -hmm. this year. Um, And there were a couple of just really, I feel like iconic scenes. And Mm -hmm. I'm really upset that they're not they're not available on YouTube because HBO is very Mm -hmm. finicky Mm -hmm. about this sort of thing. But I just feel like they shouldn't these like little moments we should be given access to. Yeah. um, so one of them in the first episode that I talked to you about a lot is there's a scene of her of Serena working out like a, like definitely like 40 weeks pregnant like yeah. 41 weeks pregnant like really yeah. very pregnant yeah. um and like deadlifting wow. and like doing like serious stuff at the gym um in a way that is very 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 inspiring and she looks miserable and she mm. looks tough That is great. Yeah. Tough bitch. Tough bitch. So That's in the first episode. Um, and then in the third episode, she's going to play her first big turn. So it also talks about the like the trials of her delivery, which mm-hmm. I think has made a lot of news. And there's yeah. a really good Vogue uh, cover story about um, just the like sort of life threatening conditions um, and the way that black women and um, pregnancy and delivery is, is, hand- is handled and mishandled. Mm-hmm. Um, so that all happens on the course of the show as well. Um, and then you get a lot of the sort of, like, postpartum mm-hmm. moments, and during the third episode, she goes to play her first match, um, and it's, I, I, it's like an exhibition match, mm-hmm. um, and there's a scene of her in a locker room, yeah. like, getting ready and, like, getting, like, getting all her shit together, about to be called onto the court, like, with breast pump, like, Amazing. attached to her, and, um, and like these are things that she, like she too, has to deal with. Um, there is a ton of conversation around breastfeeding
1: because she has to stop eventually. Yeah, before so she wants that's, to. That's that's the fifth episode, yeah. basically. wait. Anyway, so, also, how you remember? Each no, I of wrote the them down because okay. I feel like yeah. ugh, I don't know. I just
0: feel like there was so I don't know. There was yeah. so much like takeaway. Mm-hmm. Um, so her coach basically, she had a hard time balancing yeah. being a mom and playing tennis at her level. And her coach, at a certain point, was like, "Look, like." you can't be can't be breastfeeding mm-hmm. and get your body to the place that needs to be. Like it's a very, they, like you're in a very specific place in a very specific world. Like you are the best mm-hmm. tennis player in the world. Mm-hmm. You were before you had a baby. You're yeah. going to be again. But to get to that place, you're going to have to like commit to doing these things that I know you don't necessarily want to do.
1: Was it because of the time commitment of breastfeeding or was it because of like the physical the, impact? Uh, the physical impact. Okay. Um, I
0: mean, I think it's probably a little bit of mm-hmm. both, Um. but the physical impact Um. of like... The way, that her, the way that her body needed to be in order to breastfeed right. um, was affecting her play.
1: Um, but she really liked breastfeeding. She loved breastfeeding. Yeah.
0: She felt like it was like a super important and intimate connection that yeah. she had with the baby. Um, and yeah, she was like pretty obsessed with it um, and really didn't want to give it up, but eventually did. And that's an interesting thing to yeah. talk about. And I don't know, there are just a lot of things around her being a mother um, that have come out and that I think have forced certain different news outlets to cover mm-hmm. um yeah. breastfeeding motherhood yes. maternity like all of those things. no all of
1: the discussion around her has been really interesting and inspiring in general or all of the discussion around her pregnancy and her yeah. birth and, yeah. and her being a mother and um yeah her winning the australian open and like all of the, yeah while yeah she while was pregnant, pregnant, and, yeah yeah and then um, the ranking yeah uh, the, so she the came open? right so
0: when she came back to the french open she was ranked 453 just Which is wild. crazy because it, your ranking's not protected because mm-hmm. they treat because the uh, U.S. is it the USTA? I, I can't remember if it's the USTA or the women uh, the UT uh, the women's tennis association um, doesn't protect your ranking because they treat um, pregnancy like a disability um, and like an injury, and so you have to like work your way. Which back is what up. my
1: mom always says when she talks about when she got pregnant when she was having my brother and she had just gotten a new job and she asked them what their policy was and they were like, oh, we treat it like any other illness or disability. (laughs) She was like... "Mm -hmm." Anyway. Um...
0: But all of that stuff was super interesting to follow. And, like, ESPN talked about it. Like, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of uh, sites and sources that don't necessarily have to grapple with motherhood or maternity mm-hmm. or family leave or any of those things had to talk about it. Um, and there's a really good article by Maddie Kahn um, on Glamour.com that gets into it. Love that Maddie con. Yeah.
1: She's I am, I am going to watch this. I'm very interested in it. I was realizing as you were talking that I think part of the reason I didn't go out and watch it immediately was because I have like a slow and steady drip of Serena via Instagram. Yeah. And so yeah. I felt like I was like, I didn't feel like I was missing out. Like I felt totally. like I was getting the story, even though I knew I wasn't getting as much. You weren't but getting as much. while you were watching it, I was watching her get ready for Megan's wedding. And yeah. You know, yeah, 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 I was yeah. just still feeling like I had her a connection. My life. No, yeah. totally. Um, exactly. And it's not
0: all like this, you know. Uh, so sort of like serious, can, stuff that you can like really ponder and consider, and just think of the implications about it. There's like a there, there's like a whole thing about her planning her wedding, mm-hmm. um, and the choreographed dance number. That I'm very Alexis interested in Alexis Ohanian, like, dude, yeah. like that part is like yeah. just pure Serena being Serena, um, in a way that is very charming. How are where do you stand on her marriage? Mm, tough question. Um, I wasn't excited about it before. Yeah. Um, I think that. He genuinely seems as in awe of her as everyone should be, mm-hmm. so that's
1: something. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, gosh, I don't even know what to offer up next. All of these things are so mundane. Um, chocolate-covered gummy bears. You That could have come out right after chocolate milk. That's true. <laughs> but I wanted to spread out the sugar and the yeah, food. Yeah, totally. You know, I thought... In this moment, I was like, am I going to talk about chocolate-covered gummy bears? I don't have that much to say. But actually, I have like six bullet points under the topic. So it turns out I do. Um, I first discovered them when I was 16. The summer I was 16. Mm -hmm. I was interning at Decan Y on Madison Avenue. It's still there. And FAO Schwartz, which is not still there, was across the street. Yeah, And they had a great candy bar. Dylan's candy bar existed at the time. But Dylan's candy bar was basically like The rip of that, yeah, the rip of the candy bar at Fao Schwartz, and they had chocolate covered gummy bears. So on my lunch breaks from DKNY, I would go and get chocolate covered gummy bears for lunch. And I had never. Did you eat other lunch, or is that it? I was trying to remember as far, probably because just knowing myself, like I always need a salty sweet. Every you know, (laughs) sure, I need it all. But it also seems entirely possible that I. That i didn't i do remember feeling guilty about it not because it was candy because at that point in my life i wasn't like thinking about that stuff but because it was really surprisingly expensive as bulk candy tends to be you can yeah. really get carried away at a bulk candy yeah, store yeah yeah which brings me to my next point about what makes chocolate covered gummy bears so special is that i've never seen them pre-packaged they're only ever available at a bulk candy store why do you think that is i have absolutely no idea but I think it makes them a little bit more special because it means, like, how often are you encountering a bulk candy store? No, not not so often. Not and me, so it least. becomes a rare treat. Yeah, totally. I don't, you know, it's an interesting question because the only reason I could think of that they would only be at a bulk candy store and not prepackaged might have something to do with, like, freshness control. or consistency mm. or temperature control. But in fact, I would think that things go stale more quickly at, a bulk, a bulk candy store. Yeah. And I will tell you, I've had stale. I've never heard the words bulk candy store more <laughs> than I just have. I have had stale chocolate covered gummy bears and they are not good. They're always a disappointment. From a bulk candy store. From a bulk. Well, I've never <laughs> had them from a bulk candy store. But the, the, which brings me to my next point about chocolate covered gummy bears, yes. which is that there are many things that are good about them the first being that it's a fruit chocolate combo which is my favorite no but, <laughs> i know you don't like it but it's
0: absolutely is not so good
1: but the second being that the consistency is fantastic it i is agree the best with mouth you feel. about the
0: consistency i think the can- consistency is wonderful and whenever i eat them i just wish it was a caramel
1: okay because it's but the- do you wish it were a gummy caramel no it's like a caramely consistency no caramels get stuck in your teeth it depends on the caramel.
0: There's like chewy. It truly depends on the caramel. This is like a I think clean you're judging experience. I think okay. you're judging all caramels
1: pretty harshly. Well, I you know, I I'm not I'm not the caramel person that you are. I like it with chocolate. Yeah. But I don't like it as much as a chocolate-covered gummy bear, which I think is just a phenomenal candy and I I think you know, you find a lot of people haven't had them. That's true, you do find that. Um, I had a I had a bag myself at the office the other day and I passed it around and it seemed to be unanimously um, enjoyed. I think and yeah the one or two that everybody had they like it's
0: I just think also I enjoy one or two but after that I'm like that's good for me oh
1: really I can yeah. eat so many I had a really bad day the other day and I had had I still had that bag in my kitchen and I said you know what I deserve for dinner <laughs> I didn't feel good after that it no, wasn't a good can't decision imagine you would can't I don't endorse it but yeah anyway that's my uh that's my pitch yeah no I think people are gonna try this they should it's so good
0: yeah what else you got um, Georgia the font. Mm, yeah. Not Georgia the
1: person. Not Georgia the state or the country. Yeah,
0: Georgia the font. Yeah. Um, I I was thinking about it. <laughs> I don't know if Georgia is my favorite font. Oh, well, I, it's not. Like it's. I just think Georgia is a good, reliable, um, simple, straightforward font.
1: Well, what I find so interesting about that is that the like default font. Is Times New Roman. I don't like that one. And Georgia is just slightly to the left of Times New Roman. And That's what I like about it. And
0: what? So tell me more. So okay. So I basically can only write in Georgia. Yeah. Um. My my like email, my Gmail yeah. is set up for Georgia to be the default font yeah. when I make like documents yeah. for of a kind. They're always, always in, Georgia. in Georgia. Um. Claire knows well enough at this yeah. point to change anything over to Georgia yeah. before it gets shared with me. <laughs> yeah. If I open a document that's not in Georgia, that's the first thing I do yeah. is I convert it to Georgia. I think my brain just doesn't see it. It doesn't mm-hmm. like experience the font. Yeah. And I think other fonts to me like all kind of feel like Comic Sans or something where I like Even times New- Yes. Reno? Yes. But then you have to read like what what is the internet like for you? Well, a lot of things on the Internet are Georgia, I've learned. Interesting. Yeah. in um, doing a little bit more digging. OK. Um, Georgia is one of the New York Times' default fonts. Interesting. Of like okay. three fonts. Um, not like it's not. Yeah. yeah. It's one of three. OK. Um, but yeah. So I think that I think that my my like brain is trained for Georgia. It can see the content and not the not the. Framing
1: it as everything else is comic sense is, is maybe the first time I've really understood this for you that your your brain doesn't see Georgia and so it sees everything else yeah. really. Okay, yeah.
0: interesting. Um and I think um one of the women on our team, Jessie, who mm-hmm. is one of our like newer, newer of a kind employees mm-hmm. She now sends everything in Georgia and we didn't have to have a conversation about it. And that feels like a real true victory (laughs) in some ways. Like wow. Like this I've I've managed to like make this impression. Yeah. Um, but I did a little digging about Georgia. Mm -hmm. I didn't learn a ton that I didn't know, to be honest.
1: But (laughs) is that because there's not that much to know, or because you've already spent so much time Mm -hmm. thinking about this? It's
0: because like there actually is not that much to know about Mm -hmm. fonts in most cases. So Georgia Except
1: for Helvetica, and there's an entire Oh my gosh. Well Helvetica's,
0: yeah, that's its own thing yeah um i don't love helvetica
1: yeah no i'm not crazy about it either better um, than ariel well
0: yeah. Which that is the default font in Google Drive. You no, know, I know. I uh, believe me. I know. <laughs> believe me. I know. Um, so Georgia was designed in 1999 and released in 1996.
1: No, it was de- well per this 19 19- yeah which or it- 1993. Yeah. Sorry,
0: Georgia was designed in 1993 and released in 1996. Yeah, which
1: I also tried so, to do a little so recent. Yeah, I was
0: surprised. Yeah, but I also was like, oh, that's like when I was 96. I would have been in like eighth grade. So was it just that like that's when I was starting I, to use computers a lot? Yeah, would I have been in a font discovery period of my <laughs> life at that time? Would I like have been like writing a lot of high school papers and would I be, yeah. it, would I have gotten a new version of Microsoft Word because that's what it was right. released on? Um, Interesting. Is that how I would have, yeah, become I wish accustomed. it had been like
1: dingbats or <laughs> something. <you know? laughs> totally. Something um, other ridiculous font.
0: And this also feels yeah. very core to me. It was designed for clarity to be read on a computer monitor, even in small sizes. Mm, and I like.
1: You love. It's That is really weird to me. We'll explore it on a different thing. I but love you, a small font. I love small is it, text. I, I, I maintain or I've always just assumed that it has something to do with whatever eyesight you have. Like some people can't see things that are really close. People can't see things that are really far away. I think whatever it is, you're. It's like an whatever it is. Thing. It's wrong with me. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say it's wrong with you because you do have great eyesight. Yeah, but there's I something. I need glasses. Yeah, there's something. I just like little things. It's really hard to read the way you <laughs> keep your screen.
0: I just like it. I put it all to like yeah. yeah. no, seventy-five percent. I really like it. Yeah, Um, but. Because you, because you like to throw George under the bus, and I think you don't respect
1: it. Yeah, um, I've said nothing mean about Georgia during this. I just said it was to the left. It was just a little to the left of Times and Roman.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, Matthew Carter, the creator, <laughs> yeah. received a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Smithsonian's mm-hmm. Cooper Hewitt National Design Museum museum. I love, mm-hmm. in part, for design of the Georgia font. What else was it for? other fonts. Oh, all just font related. He, well, he also I think Verdana was released mm. like at the same they're like sister fonts.
1: Interesting. So I think
0: probably like joint credit for both okay. of those. I don't know what else.
1: Good for him. Yeah. I'm going to give a shout out to charcoal colored towels. Yeah. Um specifically non-white towels, but also I I have explored other non-white what other towels colors would you think. I about? had like navy, navy at one yeah. point and it just like eh, I yeah. wasn't that into it. Dark gray. Yeah, dark gray feels. You look at it and you're like, "Oh, you're a color a towel should be." I use that green tea cleansing powder. It's so messy I that we sell that on the site. I love that green tea
0: cleansing powder. I think that Ode- uh, that odacite. Oh, We yeah. it's
1: so good. Impossible not to get it on your towel.
0: For keep me, talking. For keep me, keep talking. Yeah,
1: I use sunless tanner. Yeah, I use um, oh like charcoal face masks. Yeah, all this stuff that if I was using white towels, it would be a disaster. And my charcoal towels deal with the the problem of my skin routine so gracefully. Yeah, that's very nice of them. Generous. Um, and I just think they look great. And I, I'm never gonna look back. I'm never, I for a while I was doing like cream towels because it was like, well, I like absorb the dirt a little bit and I like yeah, won't yeah. be so, or do they just won't like yellow? Yeah. Um, that didn't do it for me either. I feel great about charcoal towels. I have two different kinds. Yeah. That play very nicely together. Okay. I have the like really um. Thick, luxurious ones, which are the Wamsutta collection mm. Turkish towel in mm. gray. And those are for like when it's cold out and you want like a the big. Wrap yourself in yeah. something. And then I have the parachute home waffle towels in charcoal gray. And they are like the lighter, like yeah. chic, fun, like pretty. Japanesey. Yeah. And they also, it turns out the grays look perfectly nice together. So sometimes they can both they, live. The they can live the yeah, exactly. Mm. And I just, I feel great about this decision because I really, who is rich or clean enough to own white towels? totally you know are you washing that Are is somebody washing them for you like every day i just know mm. Do you just have a real bleach habit they are like, a lot God, of for, like, do you get your period yeah
0: you know it's yeah totally it's
1: hard to it's hard to maintain
0: um you had one other thing you want to talk about briefly
1: mm. are you all out of things i am okay mm. i just wanted to suggest just endorse um, endorse yeah. following ellen degeneres like on youtube or facebook her she is wonderful at a video clip it's always the right amount of time how it, long like never more than two minutes. Yeah. Um, That's what I like to hear. It is just as moving and emotionally um, gratifying. Uplifting. Uplifting without the sound and they've always got the closed captions on. Oh. Um, and so you will watch the one I watched and it is it's a perfect little break in your day she's really the only friend you need on Facebook (laughs) I any other Facebook whenever I go to Facebook I'm like not interested not interested why am I still here and then an Ellen clip pops up she actually is not it's called Ellen Tube Um, yeah and it's a lot of it's um Mm. The one I watched yesterday. God, it was so great. A woman in the audience whose husband had been stationed overseas for years. Uh She was like the biggest Ellen fan in the world. Sure. He wrote in. It was a classic talk show setup. He wrote in about a thing. Will you wish my wife a happy birthday? Lo and behold, he shows up on the stage. She thinks he's still like stationed overseas. Of course.
0: I knew how I knew it was going to. I knew he was going to be there. Erica, it was exactly
1: what everybody needs in their day yeah it was wonderful oh and then ellen finds out that they had had a trip planned to puerto rico and then when the hurricane hit sure they gave all the money that they had saved up for the vacation to puerto rico so ellen sent them to hawaii yeah that's all that all feels great i was so in and i was just everybody did a great job yeah and i was like i yes i should watch this every day right after doing crosswords what a great way to start your day. That yeah. would be so nice. Yeah. So I just I've I, I've maybe watched one or two whole episodes of Ellen's talk show in my entire life. But, but I'll tell you watched
0: a lot of two minute clips <laughs>
1: that were like deemed not good enough for the actual show. Like they were like, let's just put this B-roll on YouTube. But it's working um, for you. Yeah, it's really working for me.
0: Um. Well, hey, that's the show. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are found like Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. Follow us at of a kind on Instagram and Twitter and like our Facebook page even. You're yawning? (laughs) (laughs) Good (laughs) lord.
1: It's the same every time. Of course. That's how the outro works. (laughs) It's not a criticism, but it's a defense. Jeez. Well, Um, you know what? People just are enjoying this outro a lot more than they've ever enjoyed it before. um, Maybe I should start contributing more often.
0: No. mm -mm. Now the outro is going to be so long. (laughs) If you have ideas or requests for the show, email them to a few things at ofakind.com. If you want to advertise, it's advertisingofakind.com. I'm so tired now. (laughs) Our (laughs) intro music, I've really lost my steam, is (laughs) Butterfly. Field It's written by and performed by the Soulful Saint- Saints. Our audio editing is done by Liz Smith and we record at Showbridge Studios in the East Village, a.k.a. Alex's house.
1: So many of you guys write in and ask about our theme song. It is called Butterfield East and it is composed and performed by the Soulful Saints. You can check them out
0: over at DallaRecords.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.